Welcome to the Unisexual Healing Podcast. We're recording live on Anchor by Spotify. I'm Joe Alexander alongside Ms. Go Within. Ms. Go, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Excited about tonight's conversation. Can't wait to get into it. Yep. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Tonight's episode is called DWB, Dating While Broken. All right. So what is brokenness? Okay. You had your heart broken. Have you been betrayed, cheated on, uh, lied on, hurt? Any of those things, you're carrying some type of brokenness. And a lot of times, we try to ease the brokenness by doing something to get over it. And a lot of times for us, um, if we're single, we try to date or get into a relationship to help ease the pain. But for a lot of us, we get into relationships or dating for the wrong reasons. And we expect um, our significant others or people that we date to be the fixers. And for us, um, we shy away from the responsibility of healing for ourselves. It's easy to hide pain and hurt when you're preoccupied doing other things. Some people hide behind work. Some people hide behind their relationships, family, and not doing what's needed to properly heal. What's proper healing? Seeking out self-help, talking to someone professionally, prayer, talking to other people who have gone through similar situations. But we don't do that. There's a need for us to have companionship at any cost. Now, I know there's some people out there that says, well, I'm good being single. I don't need no, I don't need anybody right now. Okay. I respect that. And that's perfectly understandable. But I'm talking to those who long to have a companionship with someone who wants to have a relationship, who wants to do what's necessary to become better people, to have that significant other in support. We put all that responsibility on others to take away the pain and give us wisdom and understanding as to why we are broken in the first place. Life has its challenges. We all know that. We go through different situations and we heal differently at different times. We mature at different rates. And so going into a dating situation, especially if you're uh, broken, you're trying to do whatever it takes to, 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 to ease that pain. And so you hold someone hostage for hours on end talking about your brokenness. Now, they can be courteous. They could be real friendly, real accepting, and they'll sit there and they'll listen to you. But making it the main conversation from every phone call and from every visit that you have with this person becomes taxing. It becomes a big old weight of responsibility that they wasn't even ready for. And 
it becomes selfish because they might not even impose their issues on you because you feel like that your issues are so important that sometimes you won't even take the time to ask how someone else is doing. All you know is that this, this, this burden that you're carrying is so much to bear that you'll do whatever it takes, even alienate fr friendships and possible relationships. And it's something, and it's a, it's a cycle that we need to stop. So that's our topic for tonight. Ms. Go, what do you have for us? Well, the question of the night is, from what I gather, is can you basically function in a relationship if you are broken? Right. And my input on that is pretty much you can function in the relationship, but it's about the level of healthiness that you can function at. Mm. So I challenge the individuals that are within the relationship to, first of all, recognize exactly where um, the trauma stems from. Now, if it's if it purely is stemming from the examples that you gave, such as having your heart broken or, you know, being cheated on or whatever, uh, you know, type of romantic um, trauma, um, you should definitely still go talk to someone on the outside of your relationship because right. it would be hard for you to try to get that healing from the person who is the person who either did it or um, for them to understand, you know, how. Now, if it's something where it stems from childhood, um, you should still, I mean, you should absolutely again, go seek therapy um, to be able to process those particular traumas. But an answer to the question, yes, you can be in a relationship and get the healing that you need. Me personally, I feel like if you are going to be in a relationship and try to process the traumas that you've experienced, you should make sure that your partner is literally up for the quote unquote task because some people are not um, in a position of readiness. Um, they may not have the emotional intelligence that you need for them to function at in order to deal with if you have you know, triggers, uh, flashbacks, and things of that nature. So it's going to take for you to have an actual strong partner in order to um, be able to, you know, be patient enough with you to heal through the traumas. Your significant other, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife or girlfriend, they are not to be made your counselor. And you don't even want to do that to a person. The person that you're involved with should be your support system, but they are not 
a professional person who can actually give you the tools to process past traumas. Um, they may not know themselves, period. Um, and even if they do, it requires a lot of energy to be able to walk someone through their past traumas. Um, I would say if you could be single um, before, you know, engaging with someone, get the help that you need before you get off into dating seriously. But if that is not the way that it happens, just make sure that you're open with your partner about the fact that you have some issues from your past. Then it doesn't mean to unpack it all for them. Um, you can, you know, be surface with the issues that you have if that's what you so choose. But don't go in it just showing your representative. Like, let them know, hey, I'm coming with this kind of issue. Do you think it's something that you'll be able to handle or um, should we wait and, and proceed after that? Um, or if the person's just like, okay, yeah, I can rock with you. I'm patient enough, this and that, then, you know, go forward. So that is just my um, input on dating while broken or being in a relationship while broken. The bottom line is you need to get, you know, the help that, that you need and it's for you. And the, you could be better in a relationship once you establish um, the healthiness that you need and the self-love that you need. You'll be better in that relationship as well. So that's my take on that. Yeah, you know, I can't put emphasis enough on mental health and the challenges that a lot of us have faced over the years from what you mentioned, childhood trauma to, um, you know, abuse of any kind. Um, some people wear it as a badge of honor. And unfortunately, there are people out here that doesn't have the tools necessary to help people navigate through those negative emotions. But yet, you know, we look at men and women as being strong enough to withstand those type of issues. And it's already a stigma in the black community um, with mental health. There's not enough people advocating to seek professional help um, where they can get uh, the, the proper aid necessary to become better people, not just only for their significant others and for their children and family, but for themselves. They have to get right in their right mind to receive the love that they so desire. Because there's people out here who are mentally messed up, who feel like they don't deserve love because of the issues and situations that they've gone through. So um, I want to ask you, uh, Ms. Go, um, you said that you do believe that people can heal uh, in a relationship. Um, how, how, how can they, how, how can they, um, you know, be transparent to someone that they have feelings for and have the total confidence that this person is equipped to 
to what they need to to get past um, those negative emotions and to become a better person in the process. Well, okay, this is just my opinion, but people have to stop acting as though or feeling as though someone else is their everything. Yeah. Like another person is not your everything and you shouldn't even put that on another person. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that your connection with another person, your relationship with another person could be founded on love and them supporting you, but not being your psychiatrist, your doctor, yeah, just like your everything. There, God has people in place that can help you where your partner may not be able to help you. Right. As far as you being able to trust that they'll be able to see you through your journey of healing, that's like the same amount of trust you have to trust them not to cheat. You got to trust. It's mm-hmm. it's no different. It's just you're you put your faith into a person while you're in a relationship with them to support you the best way they can. But that shouldn't be number one on your list of things anyway, which should be number one on your list is to heal. So you need to heal whether you're in a relationship or whether you're not in a relationship. Mm -hmm. The goal is to heal so that you could be better for you and everyone else in your surroundings. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, my take on that question. Yeah. Yeah. So love is a very powerful word and it's both a noun and a verb. Love is a choice. And so when you go through the process of healing, love and understanding have to be the root and the foundation on the road to recovery mm-hmm. of any kind. Um, and so again, when we look at men and women we see positions we see roles okay um, women oftentimes are the emotional creatures they're not afraid to verbalize how they're feeling they're not afraid to tell their emotions especially to their significant others and men were wired to be fixers okay we have to train ourselves to be quiet and allow our women to vent and give them the sense of being heard instead of being the knight in shining armor and just rushing to a solution like right away. Let her sit there and rationalize her emotions out, however it comes out. Now, I know it's hard for a lot of us men to sit there and listen to a woman get emotional, especially if she's crying and she's speaking in a high-pitched voice. That's hard to sit through sometimes. I, I get it. I've been there before. But we must have to listen to what's being said and not how it's being said. Because there's some vital information that's being put out there that we're going to miss because we're in our feelings and we're taking what she's saying personally. But yet she's asking for, this is a cry for help. 
basically. Now, sometimes now she'll just be going off, just be going off, and, and she'll go off and she'll feel better afterwards. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a solution after her rant. But we're talking about times where especially we're the root of the problem. You know what I'm saying? She wants to voice her emotions and her uh, her thoughts out to you and just hear her out. And if we're contributing to the brokenness, then it's up to us as men to be, if we say that we love her, to stand up and do what's right and do what's necessary to make her feel more at ease and, and to take how she's feeling seriously. <clears throat> because we're quick to say, oh, you're being over-emotional. Oh, you, you, you're, you're doing too much. You know, you can tell me that without crying. You're being insensitive and you're being dismissive to what's going on to this woman. And I'm sure that if it was the other way around, you don't necessarily have to cry, but you want her to take what you're saying seriously and for her to listen. And, and, and oftentimes or not, um, listening is half the battle. You know, the action comes later. Because how do you know what to do and how to act if you're not listening to what's, what the problem is in the first place? So, so that's um, what's the problem within a relationship. Now, if you're dating and you're trying to get to know somebody, and like you said, Ms. Go, if they tell you up front that, hey, I got issues, and I want to be transparent and I want to be open and honest about this situation. You're giving the listener an opportunity to make a choice whether or not they want to deal with you and your issues or they're like, you know what? This is too much for me. I'm not equipped to take on this type of responsibility, so I'm out. Good luck finding someone who's going to be your everything. And you're absolutely right. Now, being your everything must go, especially being married. We put so much responsibility on our spouses, for those of us that are, are, are married. And then when we come up short of not following through with those responsibilities, there's instant resentment. Mm -hmm. And there's a lack of trust. It's like, I gave you one little assignment and you couldn't do it. So now I lost my faith in you to getting whatever it is that I asked you to do from this point forward done. You showed yourself irresponsible. So now we're going through this cycle of, well, I don't know if I can, you know, tell this person what I need or whatever and trust them that they'll get it done because they let me down before. Hey, at the end of the day, we're not perfect. People make mistakes. I'm sure if this person loves them, uh, they will try to make up for it on the back end. Um, what, 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 whatever is being asked of them. But we again, we put so much emphasis on our significant others being our everything. And they may come through maybe at best six or seven times out of ten. But those three times that they didn't come through, it's a strike against them. And it sucks. You, you're cornering someone to be perfect. And it's not fair. Because, again, if we reverse the roles and you're getting an assignment, 
and you didn't follow through and you had every excuse in the world why you didn't get it done, you expect to, to have mercy. You, you expect a pass. Hey, my bad. I tried or I didn't get it done. But I'm going to try harder next time you give me something to do. And that's where that reinsurance come in. What do you have to say about that, Ms. Goff? So what I want to do is kind of unpack everything you just said um, a little further. So when you're meeting someone, right, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, when we first meet a person, we meet their representative. We meet who they want us to see, right? Mm -hmm. We've got the superficial, we've got the looks, we got the charm, we got all of these different things. But what we have to remember is that when we meet someone, we're literally meeting a person and their entire world Mm -hmm. that they come with, their perspectives, their beliefs. Mm-hmm. However, they were raised, whatever they seen from the people who uh, raised them, whether it be parents, parents, whatever, guardians, whatever, uncles, aunts, whatever they seen on how to communicate um, with another person, on how to love on another person, all of these things come into play. Um, and so I say that to say no one comes in perfect. No. Okay. No one comes into a relationship perfect. Right. Um, and also, just because, for example, you you as a man understands mm-hmm. how to listen and, um, you know, unpack things or compartmentalize certain things where you mm-hmm. need to, doesn't mean that another man actually was raised and seen how to do that. Right. So we have to come in with more compassion and empathy to what another person's view is because we come in with glasses on basically yeah. we come in with 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 sunshades on you feel yeah. me mm-hmm. so the the sunshades of our life is what we come into relationships with so this why this is why when you're dating someone you're literally collecting data about them you're yeah. literally collecting information about the person hopefully they're being upfront and honest um Mm -hmm. about the certain questions that you're asking them um you know get into different things like you know their upbringing and and just things like that so that Mm -hmm. you can um see where their mind is at see where their emotions are at see where their um intelligence about emotions is at Mm -hmm. so that when you do cross over that line and get in a relationship with them, you don't hold this false sense of entitlement. You don't hold this false sense of this, what this person should do. And it, cause you're going to know like, okay, I understand that he was raised by a single mother. So he don't even know what it's like to view a man listening and understanding where a woman is coming from or from his perspective. Wow. You know, um, this is how she was raised. So she don't even know, you know, how to, uh, communicate when she's feeling a certain way to me, she might be guarded for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then if you, hey, some people don't grow up with childhood issues. Some people just experience trauma later on down the line from their first boyfriend or girlfriend or their relationship. Um, 
you know, fell short. And so they come in um, being guarded and bitter and all these different things. Um, but the bottom line is, is when you're going into a relationship with somebody else, you have to come into an understanding that they might not view or react or um, be able to handle certain things the way that you do. And those are things that you get to know about another person. So adding on trauma, adding on needing to heal, that's why I say seek outside unbiased help. Because when you seek someone who's a third party person, they're not coming in it with an agenda to be on the man's side or the woman's side. They're mm-hmm. coming into it, understanding that this is what happens when this person was neglected by this. This is what happens when this type of trauma, they're coming into it, seeing it as I see what the person's problem is and I can give them resolutions versus your partner. They're like, it's like, it's no different if you're in the kitchen and you actually burn yourself on the stove, your partner's coming in like, oh no, I don't want you to hurt. So let me do whatever it is that I could do so you won't hurt. But it might not even be the correct thing. They might be putting a towel on it with with cold water when you needed a towel with hot water. Mm-hmm. So my my point is, is that a person that loves you is going to do only what they know how to do, but it might not be necessarily what you need. Wow. Um, and so just, just remembering that we got to learn to be more uh, empathetic to... Um, you know, a person's world and what and how they perceive things and um, will be better off with that kind of understanding than coming into it feeling like somebody can fix you yeah. or that you can fix someone. Um, yeah. And maybe you can help them through them getting themselves fixed. You can support them through them getting themselves quote unquote fixed. But don't necessarily try to be the fixer because you may not have the answers that they need. Um, And that's my take on that. Okay. So let's get back to brokenness for a Mm. second. Um, Men find themselves pulling a double duty, being the protector and the fixer. Okay. There's a Bible verse. <clears throat> that said, what God put together, let no man put asunder. That means even him can be a hindrance in the growth of his significant other and the relationship. Okay? So mm-hmm. he finds himself being the, the very protector of what he could do to his significant others and what the outside world can do to her. That's a very stressful job. That That is a very uh, thin line to walk across because you almost find yourself walking on eggshells and not trying to make a mistake by saying, hey, look, I'm here for you. I got your back. I'm going to protect you from, you know, the things that were uh, kept you broken in the beginning before you met me. But then the man could be that very thing down the line being a reflection of what made her broke in the first place. For example, it could be mistrust. It could be miscommunication. Uh, It could be betrayal. All these things, all these triggers that 
cause her to be defensive and put a wall up in the beginning. You know, it, it takes time to build um, trust and to tear down that defensive wall. And once, once the wall is down, as a man, you got to make sure it stays down, you know? And so for a man to pull a double duty situation, to be the protector and the fixer, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a 24 hour, seven day a week job. And I think a lot of men, really good men, don't get enough credits for trying to keep his woman out of harm's way, even from himself. Because sometimes, like for me, I have to learn that I have to pick my battles in relationships. Not everything is up for debate. Not everything is arbitrary. You know, if you're with your woman for a year or more, and if you really paid attention to who she is and what she's about, there are conversations and there are situations that you must avoid to keep the peace. Not to say that you have to bite your tongue or not address the elephant in the room. No, I'm not saying that. But your approach dictates how an outcome uh, would be. Coming with, 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 with kindness, with, with some gentleness, not necessarily sugarcoating, but speaking a type of language where she'd be able to receive what you're trying to say and be able to digest it and to be able to, okay, I see where he's coming from and what his point of view and why he feels the way he feels instead of being frustrated and going off at the mouth and becoming reckless with your approach and words, you know? So what I'm saying is, a man could be adding to that brokenness and don't even know it. But because of the frustration and, and because of the stress of being the protector and the fixer all in one man, that, that becomes uh, you know, a, a situation where you're going almost uh, beyond the call of duty. But again, if you love that person, it, it shouldn't be a big deal. You want to see your significant other at their best. And you never want to put your significant other in a position for them to fail or for you to become a stumbling block from the progression that they've made being with you. Because you already made them better by showing, you, showing them what type of man you are and showing them something different from all the other jerks that she had previously. So you already won. Now you got to carry that torch and you got to continue to, to carry that uh, victory for the long haul if you choose to do so. But again, sometimes our frustration, sometimes um, th those situations get the best of, of, of us as men. And it's a lot to deal with. Do we have uh, any comments from our audience? No, not right now. Okay. Do you want to respond to what I just said? Yeah, um, I just kind of still want to reiterate again um, about the taking the title of being the fixer. Mm -hmm. um, I still want to reiterate not coming into a relationship with that mind state. And even if you don't come into it like that and you feel like I just want to fix what's broken in a person 
that that's not what's going to happen. Um, the thing is, is that time heals. Um, the the proper uh, way to deal with your emotions will. Um, mm-hmm. Putting things into a different perspective or maybe even changing internal beliefs will heal. But a person coming into your life will not fix you. Like that is just not what it is. A man can be a provider. um, He could be a protector. He could be all these great things. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like going on an extended vacation, right? Mm -hmm. If I, if I go on a vacation with a sprained ankle, right? I'm going on the vacation, got a sprained ankle. I arrive to the location. I, I head up, say I'm going to Hawaii <laughs> and I, and I'm walking out on the sand and the, and the sand feels good on my feet and the weather is beautiful and the water is beautiful. And it, and, it, and the environment itself is so serene and so peaceful and it gives me great energy and it wraps me in its arms and I'm loving it. And mm-hmm. that could be the example of a man. Okay, my ankle is still broken or sprained. Right. So you the, the, the sand is not gonna heal my ankle magically. Mm-hmm. The water, me walking through as great as it feels, is not gonna heal the ankle. What's mm-hmm. gonna heal the ankle is time. It's 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 me caring for it. And you can assist but it's me making sure that I'm putting the bandages on it and seeing my doctor and watching his progress and all Mm -hmm. of those different things, but you cannot fix it. And to put that pressure on yourself or for someone to put the pressure on you to um, fix them or to fill a hole, because sometimes we do that as people we're in pain and we hurt and we get with people because you want them to fill that hole up, to fill that void up, um, and so you put so much pressure on that person that they, they can't even literally just be their happy, natural, peaceful self because they're trying to feel in these shoes of what it is that you need. Um, that is something only you should do right. because if they do fall short, for example, the example you were giving, giving about, Hey, I could be hurting you. And adding on to that, because guess what? You're still human. You're still going to make mistakes. And that is just life. Mm-hmm. So the person themselves have to learn how to deal with and navigate through their own emotions, through their own trauma. And, you know, be able to navigate through them, whether you're in their life or not. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Right. You know, we and this is the last point I'll make. We raise our children to guide them to navigate through life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We give them all the tools that they need, and we say, don't do this, don't take from strangers, don't do this, whatever, whatever. We give right. them all these tools. Mm-hmm. When we let them go into life, life is going to happen. You can't right. come and stop everything and be like, no, no. the party, no. Like, you can't yeah. do that. So, in other words, you only can come into someone's life 
and be the best you that you can be. And however they have formed their emotional intelligence to be able to handle it, you could be their support. Mm. But don't put that kind of, I've done it. I've done it to where I wanted to be someone's everything. And it, it takes so much out of you that you then can become, become a traumatized person from Mm -hmm. trying to be someone's everything. Mm -hmm. So then guess what? If y'all don't last, you're going to go into the next relationship all beat up and whatever, because you were trying to do that. So it becomes a cycle in other words. So I, I hope that what I'm saying is not coming across as though I'm not saying not love on a person to your maximum, like love, give all the love that you can, but definitely make, be sure that you're doing it in a healthy way. Um, that's more of what I'm trying to give across because you, you're gonna, you're gonna be the best you that you can be to the person without feeling like you're giving up your whole self. They're gonna heal in whatever that way they can, so that they can be the best person. And then if you have children, you're modeling healthy ways to love on one another or seek outside help when it's something that you both can't do on your own. Right. I think at uh, the end of the day. It all depends on uh, where you're at in life. Mm-hmm. You know, the recipe for implicit bias is upbringing and experience. Um, depending on uh, the trauma that you suffered and what age that you suffered from, mm-hmm. um, you may lack confidence in having a uh, refuge, uh, a layer of protection outside of God. You know, God is the intangible um, healer, protector. He's real and all that. But for someone who's looking for physical validation to make what they feel in relevant and tangible, um, we seek it through relationships, uh, whether it's with family, friends, or romantic interests, uh, we seek that validation to say that we are worthy of being loved because of the experience that we suffered through at an early age. You know, you're trying to make up for lost time by going through what you're going through and then leeching on to someone who has good values, who has positive attributes and and to get whatever you can from them mm-hmm. and you want it so desperately you you're seeking approval you're, you're seeking validation to say hey look I'm a human being I need this and I'm not ashamed to say that I need something but other people who are ashamed and embarrassed to say that they need something or someone through their actions, they're going to, to, to basically tell you that I need love, you know? And again, going back to how I started, people tend to, instead of verbalizing what they need because of the embarrassment or being ashamed, they rather work through their problems by hiding behind their careers, 
hiding behind projects um, through their children. You know, I've, I've heard uh, little kids tell me, you know, my mom and dad, they, they hold me and, and hug me way longer than what, I, than what I believe I should have because they feel like they're lacking something and they're willing to uh, get it through whoever and whatever to get away from that brokenness, to, to get away from that empty feeling inside. So seeking these type of relationships for the wrong reasons, you can't be surprised by the outcome that doesn't favor you. You know, being upfront and honest and transparent and vulnerable, those are all great, but you gotta be willing to expose yourself enough and having that individual that you're exposing yourself to be equipped to handle uh, those type of um, conversations and, and help you navigate through those, uh, excuse me, through those emotions. All right, we're uh, unisexual healing. We're on uh, Anchor by uh, Spotify. We're going to start with our uh, closing statements and we're going to end the show. Uh, You want to lead us off, uh, Ms. Go? Before I um, close out, I did get a chance to look down at the um, uh, comment that was made in regards to um, navigating through a relationship if you are broken. Um, Mm -hmm. So the audience member said yes communication is key but I think in every relationship you should want to give your best how can you give your best if you're hurting that's like a person playing a game hurt sometimes you can hinder your team because you can't give your best but it can be done if the person knows the issues and the willingness to have the patience and the support system so that was one of the comments um, that were that was made. Um, And so for me in closing, um, I would just say that it really does depend, like you said, on where you are in your life um, and how you want for your relationship to be with who you are with. If you want a relationship where you have healthy communication, where, um, you guys can, you know, free flowingly, um, share things with one another. Um, you don't want any outside, you know, uh, doctors involved, you know, counselors or whatever. And you feel like you could just really do it with prayer and, um, love then do that. But once you feel like it is becoming very hard on you, uh, it's affecting your relationship, uh, maybe your romantic part of your relationship, uh, intimate part of your relationship, don't be afraid to tell your partner that, hey, I I do want to see a counselor and I may want to just see the person by myself or whatever the case is and and stand on that because you know your intention is to be your best self uh, within the relationship. But as I say in every episode, it is about going within. It is about healing from your past so that you can be the best in your present and your future going forward. And I uh, thank you for this uh, platform to share this um, stuff, Joel. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Amen. You know, I echo everything you just said. And, you know, I'll add on, um, you know, my, my original statement was, you know, don't try to date or be in a relationship for the wrong 
selfish reasons. I mean, we all have a longing uh, to find companionship and be able to uh, want to share a life with someone. Uh, some people sooner uh, than others. Um, but if you go about it trying to uh, seek help and have that significant other become your fixer, um, that could be challenging. That could be a very tall task for someone to ask someone, a very huge responsibility. And if that person ends up disappointing you because you're not feeling like you're getting the support that you need, then the relationship becomes even more damaged. And you can have the risk of the person that is broken to become even more broken because they put all their trust and all their eggs in that basket, thinking that this person is going to be the difference uh, in their life on their road to happiness and recovery. Yeah, they can be the assistance to it, but they're not going to be the all be all of the happiness. We put so much emphasis and responsibilities on each other as is, especially if you have children, especially if you, you know, go to church together and you serve in the church, you know, you have all these things that you're responsible for. And at night, all you want to do is be able to lay up there and enjoy your significant other's company without having to think about, oh, we got to have that uncomfortable conversation again. We have to revisit heartache and pain. We have to be reminded where we came from and how far we came. You know, some days you just want to chill and not say nothing at all and just watch whatever it is on TV or just have a silent hour. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To be able to think in your own thoughts. You know, not, you, you're not supposed to make your significant other be your security guard to your heart. And, and it's become um, a more of a problem as I see relationships. Well, you know, relationships have different reasons why it doesn't work. But, you know, if, if that is one of the, uh, the reasons why it doesn't work, then you're going to have to reevaluate re yourself and your intentions into why you want a partner in the first place. Do you want to have love or do you want to be fixed? And if you need to be fixed, find people that are professional enough to give you the help that you need. So that's all that we have time for today. I want to thank Ms. Go Within for joining me today on this show. Thank you so much. And thank you to all the listeners in the comments. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram at uh, unisexual underscore healing dot com. Uh, also follow us on Spotify to get um, notifications on updates on future shows. For Ms. Go Within, I'm Joe Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us. And we just want to say God bless you. Good night. And we'll see you next time. Peace.